0: Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard on this journey. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, a model, a performer, a storyteller, and usually I'll say today I'm going to be your host and your guide throughout this podcast episode, but actually I wanted to try something a little bit different today, and I want to embody the title of a storyteller. Yeah, I want to be a storyteller today, but before we dive into this, this story of Andrew's, we are going to do some breathing. So if this is your first time, remember deep inhales through the nose, expand your belly, hold it, exhale, contract your belly back to your stomach. And we can do some box breathing. So in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Or if you want to recover a little bit more, in for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for six. Go at your own pace. And let's ground ourselves to this moment, right here, right now. Focus on the breath. Use all your senses. Feel it drop. Hear it. Mm. Find the tension in your body and release it. Where are you holding it? In your shoulders, drop those down. Maybe in between your forehead. Release it. Then. Focus on the breath, breathe into it, breathe into those those areas of tension, release it. Give yourself permission to be here right now. Don't be afraid to introduce a little micro smile. Just a tiny little smile goes a long way. Focus on the breath. Set the intention to find gratitude throughout your day. Anything. Big gratitude, little gratitude. It's all love. All right, now I want you to take one final inhale through the nose, big, big, big. Expand the belly. Hold that top. (sighs) Let it go, let it go, let it go. Come back to your body, and wiggle your toes, your fingertips. And move your head left and right, roll your shoulders back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Let's take a little sip of water. And let's dive into it. Alrighty, so as I said, I wanted to do something a little bit differently today. I wanted to share three stories three personal anecdotes of times when I was in college. I graduated in 2020 from Coastal Carolina, and there were these three experiences in college that really shaped me, and I really reflected on, and I think it's important to reflect on our past and to see how far we've come, and to reflect on those moments that we're really proud of, right? And to not, I feel like, I mean, growing up at least, I always kind of pushed aside moments where I was I did really good at something or I was—I made someone feel a certain way and I never thought much of it and I kind of just kept moving forward and kind of was just like, eh, it's whatever. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. But it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And that's who you are when you show up in the that highest vibration of yourself. That's your being. That's what you're capable of. And as we grow throughout this life, it's little stories like this, little moments like this, interactions, exchanges, experiences that can shape us to be who we wanna be. And then we start visualizing who we wanna be and it's these moments that really affirm that this is the person that I can be, the person that I want to show up as. So, might as well dive into it. The first one I have is, there's this event. Uh, One of them's called A Night to Shine, hosted by Tim Tebow, and the other one is Joy Prom. And it's basically a prom for people with special needs, disabilities. And I hold uh, this group of people so dearly and closely to my heart because I grew up in, when I was in high school, I was in Best Buddies, it was really the only other club that I was involved with other than sports. And I just loved it so deeply. And I'm actually some of my closest friends, seriously. people with Down syndrome and special needs and Alzheimer's and they still contact me to this day and I love them so much and they're so close to my heart and Joy Prom was something that I did I was in this club and one of the things that I was in an honors fraternity and it was a big group of people and this was one of the um, philanthropy events that we were going to that we were hosting that we were going to help out with and there were like three people from the the club that ended up going and I was one of them and we were supposed to go there and I didn't know anything about it I just dressed up really nice I knew that it was a prom I didn't really have any expectations and I got there and we were helping out so we were helping set up and we were helping you know do the food and and just move things around and make things just simpler for everyone who was there to shine and I get there and there's just so much love. This was a event that was run through the church and they didn't care like who you were, where you came from, as long as you were showing up and spreading love and helping, they loved it. And I remember that some of the people from the club that I was in wasn't even as involved and I just wanted to help and go and do. And I was helping out and then they come in and these beautiful humans walk down this red carpet and our job is to just cheer and just like scream and go nuts and after you know we helped with the food and everything my kind of obligations were gone and I had two buddies who I had met from doing laundry in the dorm rooms Larry and Aaron and they were my homies and I just hung out with them all all day and like again I knew no one going into this event and I just hung out with them and I made some friends while we were there and we were just we were eating, we were dancing. It was it was like a prom. It was it was a full-on prom, and we were dressed to the nines. And there was a photo booth, and it was, there was games. Like it was so much fun, and it was it was it was a free event for me, and it was just it was amazing. I'm talking people with special needs from three years old all the way up to like 85, and everyone just had a smile on their face with so much love. That was Joy Prom. I did that sophomore year, and then when A Night to Shine, I did senior year. I went with one of my buddies, and. We, uh, this was a little bit different because you paired up with um, one of the buddies And so me and my friend were there and we were on the red carpet and we I lost my voice guys I lost my voice We were screaming so hard and we were just cheering and me and my buddy were like the last ones to stay for the whole thing and the final um, Pairing that we were with were with two boys and they were both twins Yeah, James. Oh god. What's his brother's name James and I don't know, but they're just, they were so dope. And they still, they again, he's, they still reach out to me every once in a while on Facebook. It's so cool. And and we just, we were paired with their girlfriends. So, like, we were connected with, like, their buddy. And we just danced, man. And there was just so much love. There was so much love. And it was just, like, a prom. Like, I was just able to go back to my prom and just do it the way I wanted to do it, you know? Just dance the way I wanted to dance. We were sweating, like, crazy. And then we got, we got a message, my friend, my friend also said it was one of like the best nights of his life. Like it was, it's, it, that's the energy that's there. And this woman reached out to us because she found one of our photos that w- I think Cage, who of my friend, ended up posting it and like tagging them. And then they found him. And this one woman said that her mom kept talking about those two boys, which was us, me and Cage, for like like online, like how cool we were and how just like fun it was. Like it was just so much love. Like we were telling James and um. And our buddy, like, yo, do you guys want to, like, take a break and go to the... There was, like, a game room. And they are like, no, let's keep dancing. And it was so cool. The boys got crowned, so our guys got up there and was able to put a crown on. It was just special, special, so much love. And... We were all sober, dude. Like I'm telling you, that was there's something so energetic about that because all of my experiences with parties had not been sober to that point because you're in college and you're drinking and you're having fun, but there was so much more love, so much more joy in that event than anything I had done before, I swear. So that moment was so big and so huge. And if you have the chance to go to a joy prom or a night to shine, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. The food's awesome, the people are incredible again I didn't have to pay I just they just want people there to show up to support and show love so everyone's there just with love and it's so cool and it's it's medicine it really is it's medicine all right that is the first one we got the second one is a story I was a junior in uh, college and I just got back from a trip in uh, Costa Rica and Panama I could probably share a little bit about this trip another time but I remember my mom telling me, Andrew, this is going to change your life. This is the first time I've ever traveled outside of the country. I went with my sister, Jenny. We traveled to Costa Rica for four or five days, and then we were in Panama for about 10, and we were with a group called EF Ultimate Breaks. So we were with like kids between the ages, not kids, adults between the ages of like 18 and 30, and we had a tour guide and it was just epic. It was so incredible, so healing. I found my light, I found my spark while I was down there. And then I came back to college and I kinda just sank a little bit because I was up here and then I got to campus and it was just like, I got hit pretty hard. And I had emailed all my professors beforehand telling them I was gonna be late because I actually, it conflicted with the beginning of the semester. So I missed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the first week of school. And I got back that Friday and I thought it wasn't going to be a big deal because it was syllabus week. And some of my professors were super chill about it and super cool. But then one of my professors, he didn't care. And his name was Professor Dr. Mr. Hamelman. Hamm- and this is this is the kind of teacher where I, when I took his class, it's American literature. When I took his class and I signed up for it, I heard like ghost stories about this guy. And he's one of those guys, you either hate him or you love him. Most of them hated him because he was intense. And again, one of those, he was, (laughs) it was kind of just like that thing that we shall not talk like that, this ambiguous kind of symbol. And it was was weird. It was weird. So I had an idea, this like fearful idea of what Mr. Hamelman was. And I get there on the first day. It was a Friday. We had a quiz on a Wednesday and I missed it. And, and so I got a zero on it. And I didn't come to his office before class, and I should have emailed him, telling him that I got there. But I, I think he responded like when I emailed him a month ago, and I thought everything was cool. And he has this ability to memorize everyone's names on the first day, so he knows everyone's names. And I think I like raised my hand, like yeah, I'm Angel, and I'm here. And he made this like weird look. And then after class, I went up to him because he was talking about the quiz, and I was going to introduce myself, and he kind of just gave it to me, and it was kind of intense, man, I forget exactly what he said, but it was kind of like, oh, you should have seen me in the office, oh, nope, I, like, see me later, we'll talk later, like, something very intense, and I was just, oh, was just I had, I, you know, butterflies in my stomach, I was kind of, like, anxious, and, like, it was, like, an, it was, like, the roller coaster just dropped really fast, I was, like, oh, shit, we're in for it, guys, we're in for it, and then we had an assignment, where I had to read a short story and it was due on Saturday and I kinda half-assed the assignment and it was horrible, it was not good. And I got like a 60 on that. So I start off with a zero and a 60 in this class. And so I basically rock in a 40%, I think. And after I, he gave me back my, my project that I worked on, the paper, he uh, said, come see me in my office. And I was like, okay. And I go to his office and he gives it to me man he looks at this paper and just every hole in it everything that was wrong about it he just attacked and i'm sitting there and i can't there's no point in defending myself because i know i did a pretty shitty job and it wasn't great i think it was bartleby it was a paper on bartleby and we had to make a connection with some character or movie actor or someone who is relatable to bartleby and mine just wasn't very good and I just sat there and I just I took it and then I in that moment I remember telling him I was like like sir like Mr. Hamilton like this is not me and I'm gonna do everything that I can to I don't know if I said get in your good graces but like get on track and he kind of looked at me and I was just like yeah okay kid you know like I'll see it I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing and it was one of those weird moments and then from that moment on I kind of just made it my mission to kick ass in this class. And I did all the assignments, and this was the first time I actually like, really read the assignments. I would always just skim over, do spark notes, as a great college student would do, right? And I started doing better. I started reading. I started enjoying some of the literature that we were talking about. And I started performing a little bit better on quizzes, being more prepared, doing assignments. And then I also started saying hi to him in the hallway and like going into his office a little bit more to try to form a relationship. And I think like halfway through the semester, I did this one project and he was like, let me see, see me in my office. And I saw him in his office and he's like, this is great. This is a lot better. And, and I'm like, thanks. I try. And this was such a big moment for me guys. I was like, thanks. I try. And he's like, no, you're not trying, you're doing. And this was one of those things where that was something I totally unconsciously tell myself all the time. If someone gives me a compliment, I'm just like, yeah, I try. And he just completely shut that down. I was like, no, you're doing it. You're doing it. Like give yourself the fucking grace to just say that you're doing it. And I was like, wow, thank you. So that was a really big compliment. And he was that kind of guy where he's, it was, he's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's so interesting. When you get on his good graces, like he'll fight for you. And so that was a moment where I was like, okay, this is cool and we're doing it. And then there was um, towards the end of the semester, there was one, it was, we had a quiz, a pop quiz. Right after a reading, and no one was ready for it. He kind of knew that no one had really read it, and I, I like skimmed over. I didn't really read it that much either. And he looks at everyone. And he's like, "All right, pop quiz!" And everyone starts freaking out. And he's like, "You have five minutes to do ten questions. Go!" <laughs> and everyone starts. Like, it was a weird. It was everyone started freaking out. I'm talking anxiety was through the roof. People were whining, complaining, and I was just. I was looking at this man just in awe. I was like, no way, dude, this is... And I kind of smiled. And I was like, this is like a movie. This isn't real, right? And he goes over, and as everyone's freaking out. Everyone gets their paper. They start doing it. The answers are kind of tough, so, like, I didn't... And he has this thing where don't He's, he says, like, don't bullshit me. If you don't know the answer, don't say anything. I'd rather you don't say anything than disrespect me and guess, <laughs> right? And I was like, it was so crazy. And he would go over and look at everyone's answers, and he knew that everyone was bullshitting him and he was getting pissed off. And he looks at my paper and I kind of just had so many empty and I and I, and he kinda of just made this noise. It was, <laughs> God, this guy's like a ghost, man. It's wild. And <clears throat> after the five minutes he wraps up all the papers, everyone's freaking out. And he holds them in his hands, takes a moment, and he just rips them all up. And it was like the greatest lesson. I'm like, this guy is a legend. <laughs> it's one of those crazy things like this is the kind of teacher that pushes people to greatness but he does have his elements of where he kind of the language that he uses the way he talks about women sometimes was kind of off he kind of had this weird not super healthy way that he talked about them and like the male gaze and and Emily Dickinson like all these things it was very interesting his ideas on sentimentality were fascinating (laughs) and so that was just a moment where I was like this is like he's actually teaching me some deep level stuff right now it's kind of crazy and then I remember giving this project where I kind of went above and beyond and I had everyone... It was like a group presentation and I had everyone kind of close their eyes and I just spoke and I tried to put them in the shoes of whatever project we were doing. And he was like, you wrote that? I was like, yeah. And so he just... I started growing with this man, essentially. And then he made some comment where he... It was like sub, subtweeting, thanking me for like seeing him like, and saying hi to him in the hallways. And basically saying, like, if you want to go above and beyond and be in my good graces, like, start saying hi to me in the hallways, kind of like that. And he looked at me. So I was like, I was doing something right, man. And then my grades started to improve. And then by the end of the year, I think I ended up getting like a B plus in the class. And the very last day, I like, go up to shake his hand. I'm like, thank you, Professor Hamelman. And he says, he said that he'd been working, teaching for 20s 30 years, I don't know. And he said, I've never had a student who kind of was in where you were and said he was gonna get out of it and got out of it like the way I did and again I wish I had the actual quote down it was a lot more graceful than that but that was a moment where it was just reaffirming to me like I can do anything that I put my mind to you know people always say like you can do anything that you put your mind to but if you don't have actual proof of that it's kind of hard to believe that in yourself you know So but this was a moment where I was just really proud of myself for sticking with it because honestly I started with a 40 with the professor who was kind of the boogeyman and terrifying. I could have easily just dipped and bailed and bounced out of that class. But I kind of wanted to challenge myself and I stuck with it and you know you do the work, you show up, you go the extra mile. I know you don't want to be a teacher's pet but it's like forming relationships. I'm not a teacher's pet. I'm just trying to build a relationship. I think that's a good way to look at it, build connections. goes a long way, man. It really does. It really does. So that's Professor Hamelman. That's my dude. <laughs> I actually haven't talked to him in years. What a crazy, he, was, he would bike to class every single day. The dude was wild. It was, it was wild. It was cool, though. Like, I'm, I'm really grateful for that experience. But I've, I know friends who have had horrible experiences with him. So, again, give or take, what you put into it, what you get out of it. Thank you, Mr. Hamelman. Thank you, um, and the third one that we have here is the Rotary Club. So when I was a freshman, I joined the Rotary Club. It's a club for community service, essentially, and it's a little branch from the Rotary Club, which is a big organization all over the world. It's in like 144 different countries, and it's just making the world a better place and I love Rotary. They're so epic. They're so amazing. We did like roadside cleanups and like beach cleanups and um like food drives and what is it, soup kitchens is that the right word? What's the We did a basically where you help people feed the hungry and like people who are homeless and need food or can't afford it, you know, that kind of thing and we provide value for them. And we did a bunch of kind of stuff like that. And it was really cool. And the group of people that you're with when you're in an environment where the intention is community service and providing just service over self is like the motto and just love it's a cool energy and I love that club and junior year I was the vice president of that club and it was cool because we were able to go to meetings with the Ro, the rotary club so we were with older, like older adults, like people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, who were been in, the, in this club for so long, and it was, and it was in a, um, one of those golf courses, this is so crazy, my mind's, uh, country club, it was at a country club, and we would go at like 7am on like Wednesday mornings, like once a month or something like that, I think, and there was, one of the closest high schools they had a like a rotarian kind of club too and their um executive board was there too and it was just really cool and it was the first time i was in a real professional setting and you would hear what they were doing throughout the days like there was a donut dash and stuff to raise money and it was just so cool and i was the vice president junior year and we just got hit by a hurricane hurricane season in south carolina myrtle beach is usually like every september october I think we got evacuated every four years that I was there. Sometimes it was like a couple of days, sometimes it was a week, sometimes it was two, three weeks. And this was right after I think the really bad flood that happened, I think that was the year. Yeah, and there was this campsite that got super flooded and it just needed it needed a little bit of help because there was a creek or there was a pond right by. And, and some of it just got super flooded so we had to go there, help out and we like, got the on um, paddle boards and helped move some stuff because it, it was chaos, it was, it was wild, it was wild. And I get there, there's probably 10 other Rotarians, Rotaract members that are with me, and my, again, the vice the president wasn't there, so I was technically the guy in charge. And we also had our, our advisor, our faculty advisor, who was there too, and usually he's the guy on top, so he's the one that's making the decisions. And I remember we get there and or like, who wants to volunteer to help get on the, the paddle board? Where it's like, you know, you're. Uh, how do you explain this? You know, you paddle with your feet, and it moves the uh, the boat like a paddle boat. And so I was in it with a with one of my friends, and we would. And I got in it. You know, I had my jeans on. I pulled my jeans up to my to my knees, and I and we we paddled around that thing. We grabbed one of the gates. I think it was a gate it was like a yeah it was like a gate and we just like moved it it was like a wooden gate and we moved it to the side so that we could throw it away because it was just floating in there and so I was just like in the mud doing it and I was all dirty and it was it was cool and then the people who were work were were there who owned the place asked if we wanted to help with something else and there was this moment where Porter who was our advisor he said, oh, let's ask the, uh, like the captain basically, you know, like the leader. And he looked at me, he was like, Andrew, what do you want to do? Do you want to do it or go home? And I'm like, let's do it, you know? So that was the first like l- real leadershipy moment I've ever had. And then we helped move some stuff uh, cause it was all backed up and we just as a team got it. And then we took this one photo and I'm just like standing there and I'm just like have a really big smile on my face, great posture. And I got you know my Eagles shirt on and my jeans just rolled up and it looks like you know I was I was doing like the work and that's a big moment. It's kind of a really small moment, but that was a big moment as I reflect on it because that's the kind of leader that I wanna that I wanna show up as throughout my life. I wanna be the guy who leads by example, but also leads. I think throughout my life because I was a captain on the basketball team, but I really was actions speak louder than words that was actually my quote when i was in eighth grade actions speak louder than words my my graduation quote and i always believed that because i didn't have much of a voice and i didn't know how to articulate or to speak or to to lead with my my voice but it was always with my actions so i really kind of embody this idea of leading with my actions and i want people and i want to be that example right but now I also want to be a leader with my voice as well. And as I'm starting to embody and to grow vocally and start to articulate a little bit stronger and have stronger ideas, I want to balance the two. But for most of my life it was leading by example and I want to lead by example as much as I can. And I want people to see that, be inspired and then move forward. And so that was a moment where I felt like I was leading by example. And it just I just look back at that photo and I'm just, I smile because it's one of those really cool moments. And I didn't even know if I could be a leader, you know. You get in your head sometimes and you ask if you're worthy all the time, right. And that's just a moment that of confirmation, of affirmation that I can do this and I want to do this. And I want to be a leader at some point in my life. Whether what, what that is, I don't exactly know, you know. But I definitely want to take that energy with me. And that was a big moment. And yeah, so those are the three things that we have. A little bit over time but yeah so I just I want to challenge you guys to really sit and reflect on your life and really sit with all the things that make you dope that make you so rad those moments where you just smile the moments where you kicked ass the moments that you were just a badass right because we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes and I think that's really important we really and then we got to normalize that too we really do it's so easy and it's almost normalized to put ourselves down with that negative self-talk. But sitting there and giving yourself positive affirmations is almost cuckoos. <laughs> you know, it's almost weird. You know, I am love, I am enough, I am strong, I'm a great speaker, I'm worthy. All these things, all these beautiful positive things, it's like, it's like a self-manipulation in a really positive way. And it's that programming that we talked about, the conditioning, the thoughts that we tell ourselves is how we show up in this world. And if we're constantly putting ourselves down, With that negativity with those negative thoughts then we're gonna follow our body's gonna follow our actions are gonna follow and it can be really challenging and it hurts it hurts us and then it hurts the people around us because we're not able to show up as our true selves so let's start giving ourselves the credit that we deserve let's start normalizing these positive affirmations let's start normalizing hyping ourselves up being our biggest cheerleader you know it's it's amazing when we have other people cheering for us but it really needs to be you it needs to be us right that that really pushes us forward to show up as our true selves to show up who we want how we want to show up and we got to know how and i'll give another podcast as to some practical tactical tools that we can use to really start to find and embody because it's it's these crazy steps you know it starts with the awareness and then once i'm aware i'm like okay I'm aware but now what how do I actually create a habit out of this and then it's finding the values and then how do I start embodying those values so it sticks you know all these all these things it's a progression and it's hard and it breaks down the ego you got to be completely honest with yourself and that hurts because the ego hurts because maybe you don't like who you are at this moment or the things that you do but you gotta you gotta accept it you gotta love it you gotta love all parts of yourself in this growth journey it's the only way it works And then we move forward to be something so great and big and such a big light in this world. And that's what we need, man. We need to lead by example. We really do. I think that's really important. So thank you guys for tuning in today. If you're vibing with this podcast at all, please, you know, like, subscribe, comment, share. Share with your friends, your family. Comment. If you guys have any questions or want to hear anything specifically, let me know. I'd love, I'd love to... To make a podcast episode about it or just just chime in on the next episode so that would be awesome i love you guys remember small act of kindness not just for others but for yourself as we give we also receive reciprocity natural law hug a loved one give them a nice bear hug again for them but also for you human touch is so powerful high five yourself because you deserve it and always remember to live a lucid life this is andrew larkin one love